So, hi everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Rebuilding Healthy Homes. I have a very special guest today, Kiran. Kiran has traveled almost the entire earth, um, establishing and building a career. And so I wanted him to come on today, not only because he's worked with some A-listers and he has some experience on healthy homes, but also because when you look into his family dynamic, all you see is love and light. So Kiran, thank you so much for joining and tell me a little bit about yourself and who you are. Who is the man that I'm speaking to right now? Hey, well, first and foremost, thank you so much for having me, man. It's a pleasure to be on this platform. I've never really... Um, been on a platform where it spoke about this subject so it's actually very interesting i was happy to do it for sure so first and foremost thank you for that um a lot of people know me in the industry as um, a music video director or cardi b's and sean paul's videographer Mm -hmm. um and from there um, i transitioned over into my current career which is music video director um Mm -hmm. and that's the path that i'm going down at the current moment yeah that's so amazing. So congratulations that to a lot of people listening, they have stars in their eyes because that's a big move. What got you into into doing something like this? The lack of resources uh, got me into the craft that I'm currently in. I had we had I partnered up with my business partner um, in Trinidad and it was a company we have called Lime.tt. Okay. Um, and we did event coverage in Trinidad and it became one of the biggest <laughs> event coverage company we had. But they yeah. just, the quality that they delivered in Trinidad, it was something that we were not able to cover over here in Canada. And yeah. the Caribbean community is always looked down on from when it comes to corporations or major sponsors as not a target market. Although we consume most of their product, they just won't, at that point in time, they weren't really aiding us when it came to anything. So we wanted to kind of put out content um, that can showcase, you know, we had access to certain venues or our crowd is not what you think it is. And the style of events that we did and so forth. Um, and we did not have the finances to do that in Toronto. So I had a few friends in the industry and I went and purchased the camera. And during mm-hmm. my off time, so whether it be after work or whether it be on weekends, I would go and cover, you know, their performances or go and cover a club event or whatever until we were able to, to afford staff. Um, and I did that for one year for free so we can mm-hmm. get ourselves indoors. And it just became a passion. And the more and more I was doing it, the more and more I, I, I felt like I was in love with it. And then once you love something, as cliche as it sounds, you know, you will go much harder than if it's something that you were at a nine to five for. And yeah. I, I went home and I was just, you know, I'll stay up for hours and I'll just edit and I'll, and it just became my passion. And that's how it all started initially. So that's so amazing that you're telling me this. I know that you're a mix. Um, as we like to say, Trinidadian and Guyanese. So this whole Healthy Homes um, is dedicated to the Caribbean community and Caribbean culture. And I I do know that there are some amazing influencers and um, people in the industry. But a lot of times, um, young people say, you know, what's the secret sauce? What's the secret sauce? So thanks thanks for letting them know there is no secret sauce. It's just hard work. Agreed. 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 It's Yeah, there's... Mm -hmm. There's no, like a lot of people usually would message me and they would ask me for advice as to, you know, how to get their foot indoors. And I mean, in, in one scenario will work for me and then it would just not work for somebody else and vice versa. Um, yeah. I think it's just really finding your love for what you're doing. And that would kind of, you know, come across to the correct individuals you need to connect with. And that's how it's been working for me so far. So, so of course, I would think 
you have a great support system, right? You have to. You have to have an amazing partner or an amazing family supporting you for you to pursue your dreams to this degree. Can you speak to that for me? Yeah, um, 100%. Me and my wife were speaking about that the other day, and she, it was nice because she was telling me how proud she was of the things that I've been doing. And um, and I was reflecting more so when, when she was speaking to me about it. It was, it's not, it was not accomplishable simply because of the fact that she would have to be holding down the household when I'm away. And mm-hmm. when, when you have a partner that's, that's really supportive and more so that's understanding and, put, and, and, and in love with what you're doing and enjoy seeing their partner happy and pushing them for their stuff, you can't get a better person like that on your side. And as much as I want to say it's not needed um, because I've always been like, you know, people use having a team as an excuse. But in my mm-hmm. specific scenario, where you have a family, you have responsibilities back home that would not allow you to do what you're doing presently because of what the responsibilities you back home you have to take care of, whether it is a son, whether it is that's, um, um, well, in my, in my situation is because we have a son together. So if I was not there and if we were not together, it would have been yeah. a super stressful scenario. And a lot of things I'm doing now, I would not have the free time to get done. So her support system has always been there. Um, She more so acts as my accountant or my assistant sometimes when I'm on the road and I need things to get done very drastically. She would be the person that I can call at any point in time, wake up and get something done, whether it be a flight be booked or this be done or that be done. And having that support system is good. It's Initially, it was never that. I can reassure you, it's never been that smooth sailing when it came to her accepting what I'm doing initially because she understood me as... I've always been an entrepreneur, but I've transitioned between entrepreneurship and a nine to five many times in my life because um, you have responsibilities. And I realized that I was so unhappy with the jobs that I had. That's why I would either yeah. be fired or I would just be quitting. I probably left. I probably, <laughs> yeah. I probably went yeah. to like 17, 11 jobs yeah. already, and I just never yeah. loved any of them. And yeah. the one job that I kept going back to all the time, it, it was the 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 money that I was making at that point in time, if I did, if I had, uh, like a diploma or something of that sort, um, or a degree specialized in a certain field, I would have been able to make that. But because I didn't have that, that job was providing me that sort of income. So I always went back to it because of the money, and I know I was yeah. extremely unhappy. And then, once we had our son, um, I transitioned. I pretty much went down the path of what I'm doing currently, and I went much harder because. Now you have to, right? You have responsibilities as no longer well, yourself. Well, it, that's exactly what it is. As an entrepreneur, I can, I can definitely, you know, attest to that as well. I was in the same path as you, and and for years I worked these jobs just for societal pressure, right? Like you know, as a Caribbean person, as a young Caribbean person, the idea is, you know, you have to have a stable job, get a job in the bank, get a job in a corporation once it has a name. Once you wake up and um, you're at the office, that's all your parents want to hear. And at some point, I had to say, you know, no, you have to pursue your purpose. You have to earn financial freedom from where you feel like you should head to. Because at the end of the day, you have to wake up and do this all day and then go home. Yeah, listen, I can uh, uh, work stress. A lot of people don't leave it at work. They bring it home with them, you know. And yeah, yeah. you see that in many forms. And 
it's when you become unhappy with what you're doing. You, you basically, you know, when you're unhappy, when you just don't want to wake up to go doing what you're doing. And that's, a, that's the easiest tell that you'll have. And that's with anything. That's you know, you're unhappy wherever you are, whether that be a bad relationship, or yeah. whether that's with associating with people who are not good for you. But going back to your communication. So that's very interesting, like understanding that you guys had such it, I guess it was a lot of communication, right? Trying to understand each other and learn where you both are and really figuring out how can I make this person happy and grow with them, not grow apart. Yeah, because I mean, when she initially because it was a transformation for her as well, right? Initially, when she met me, yeah. uh, I was either in a nine to five or I was working for my parents company and very family oriented, nothing along the lines of what I'm doing. And then when you get into the entertainment business and then you, you hear, oh, well, your husband is going to be on tour with Cardi B and Sean Paul, the first thing flash in your head is a bunch of groupies and X, Y, and Z. And it's at that point of time, the relationship does get rocky. And I remember many times I had, we've had conversation and we were just speaking about, you know, what, it, what would it be that I'll have to do to make sure you're comfortable with me being away and not having to have these sleepless nights or just having these random ideas flashing in your head. And there was not, yeah. there wasn't an answer that can be come up with because at the end of the day, if somebody wants to cheat, they will cheat and they will find a way to cheat regardless of how Absolutely. much, regardless of how much you're, you're um, communicating with your partner. And so, so those conversations that you have, because it's not easy for men and women and mind you, you're on, a huge platform right like you're you're in front of millions of women every single day so you can imagine that obviously if i was you know i was in that situation my anxiety level would shoot through the roof but what about <laughs> average sarah jessica or sally down here who's dating a regular guy you know and he's and you know what he's working a regular job and he's still in these streets imagine their anxiety yeah i mean and that that really boils down to um as cliche, it's, it's, it's one thing, it's communication, but it's also really knowing your partner. There's things that yeah. we do all the fuck, oh, sorry, all the time. You can swear, it's a place to there's, swear. There's things that we do all the time <laughs> that we know our partner would not like. Mm -hmm, but we mm -hmm. still do it. And it's always the idea of we'll deal with the ramifications after or we'll explain that scenario after. And now, uh, yeah. Now now, not to generalize, I want to just jump in here, not to generalize at all, but there is a little stigma with Caribbean men, Trinidadian and Guyanese men specifically, and Jamaican men, um, and this is not a racist thing, but there is a stigma about them loving to cheat or loving to horn their girl. And so it, it's a scary thing, especially that you're on this platform, and I can understand where her mind would be at. Even though she knows you're trustworthy, it's just a scary thing. Yeah, and I mean, I've had that conversation too because I've ha I've have female friends who's not from the Caribbean, but they're scared to death of dealing with Caribbean men. You know, just for those exact same mm -hmm. reasons. You know, they'll have a one night stand. Sorry, we got cut off. You still hear me? Hello? Kiran? Hey, can you hear me? Okay. Okay, so sorry about that. So as you were saying, you have fripe away about it. Feel like they're playing the field, right? And while other cultures do that, I think there is a more stringent guideline with 
having a secure monogamous relationship with someone like for example i uh, i remember i was at this seminar right um and it was i think it was somewhere in the u.s and I was talking to a lady outside, we were grabbing lunch, and she was like, oh, you know, she was Caucasian, and she was telling me how her and her partner, and we were the same age at this point, I think this was when I was like 27, so I just got married, me and my husband are talking about our retirement plan, we're thinking about buying a, you know, a beach house in like Mexico, and I'm like, wow, that's so insane that at 27, you're thinking about creating a retirement marketing plan with your husband, like, a lot of a lot of us Caribbean people, I would say not to generalize, but don't really have that foresight until later on. Yeah, true. Very true. This is um, yeah. This is this is it. I, I mean, that's 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 DNA because I just I really think it's based on your broad of sea. You know what I mean? Um, we we were speaking about. Um, yesterday I was speaking to I'm down here in DR yeah and there's a soca artist that I looked up with his name is Kerwin Dubois love really him love Kerwin yeah Kerwin is so and me and him was having that discussion and we were also speaking about females mm-hmm. and it was just that you know it's generational education that we passed on within the Caribbean mm-hmm. you know uh, community and it's a huge lack of it you know yeah and that's why that's why especially in relationships what they what you think is acceptable is really not acceptable you know what i mean mm-hmm. i see like when i travel and i see some of my friends regardless of the country that they're going in and the level of emotions and, and, and interaction they have with their partner it's just insane like it's the smallest thing that they do it's just the most like i'll, I'll give you some basic examples if i go over by my friend's house and i see them together it's the mother would make sure I come outside and greet the husband or the boyfriend or whatever. Yeah. She's so sweet. Um, um, I'm, and do bear in mind, I'm, I'm never, I've never been a fan of a, of, a, of a woman catering to a man. And my wife can probably vouch for that for sure. <laughs> I've never cared for a woman to cook for me, to clean for me, to do any of that shit. I just don't like it. I've never seen my mother doing that for my dad. Yeah. She does it, but she was never like had to do that kind of thing and I've never wanted that for my spouse yeah um, but it's obviously a bonus like when it does happen you know yeah and a lot of times you have females now that the simple things of have you eaten today or how, how are your day going or basic things and I might be I think the more and more I'm out here is the more and more I'm seeing less of it yeah it's just you don't have that that personal careful touch of a female that you've like you would have gotten when you saw your parents together, those generations together, and that's true. You can just see that. You can just see that from the divorce rates that just been up. Mm-hmm. And when I have, when I, I, I used to tell my wife, I'm like, you know, what would differentiate me from like one of your male friends other yeah. than having sex with me? You yeah, know what I mean, and vice yeah. versa. Because if your friends can do everything for you, I mean, emotionally, be attentive to you, do all these different things for you. But the only thing you're not getting is sex. Is then what's the purpose in my life? You know, like yeah. You just don't have a guild or something like that. That's, and I think a lot that's of a, that's a good question that. to ask. That's a good that's a good defining question to ask when you're trying to date or understand your partner. And another one, like you just mentioned, was like not to say you're judging someone based on if their parents are divorced, but really understand the psyche and how they feel and if they've probably received and digested that emotional breakdown in their life. 
Yeah, my parents brought us up extremely close. We did everything with my dad and my mom. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. You know? Whether it is the first time I smoked or the first time I've drank or house parties or whatever, we always did it together. And I used to enjoy turning up with my parents. And then we never, I've never seen, I've seen my parents argue, but it was like basic arguments, you know, about who's running late or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Never nothing drastic. And I have, a, I have a Trinidad and I have a guy who's mom. And we lived in the Caribbean for a good part of our younger life, and then we moved away. Yeah. So their full background is that, and their parents are also that same way. But I've never seen them argue. And then one day, they sat us down in the living room, and they said, you know, you know, dad is going to be doing this, and mom is going to be doing this, and they went their separate ways. And it was like a very, very normal transition. Well, not normal transition. There was nothing normal about it, but it was just, it never really impacted us because from what they expressed to us that they have been, um, they stayed together because of the kids until we got up to the end. When I turned 16 or 17, which I'm the youngest one, yeah. that's when they made us aware. And then they went their separate paths and they're very happy with each other. Like they both still speak, they're good, but they're just not, you know, they're on that path with each other anymore. So, what do you think and, about that? You know, what do you think about staying with someone because you have a child with them, but the love is not there? What do you think about, um, you know, what do you think about that concept? Because it's so popular it's such a popular thing to do and a lot of I think a lot of couples do it one for the shame part they don't want to go through the whole public scrutiny because divorce is a serious thing but two because maybe their religion says it's not right yeah I think um well I think it's so uh, uh, I love my parents for doing that um but it's all it's because it's also it's such a hard thing on their side because it's like they they're putting themselves through something like that yeah because of their kids yeah and i mean but would i do that for my son probably but i think now as i know a little bit better and if i start feeling unhappy then we really need to sit down and have a conversation as to what exactly we're doing because mm-hmm. i don't want to live an unhappy life mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. somebody in my house every single day and vice versa and we've been we've had those situations before i mean even to the point where even my wife was considering moving out or vice versa yeah and that's when you really need to sit down and you need to stop ignoring signs that you get from your partner and really be like okay cool well what's bothering you because we do that shit all the time yeah you'll see something bothering you and you would not want to you don't want to put the energy into it because you're like you're so exhausted with constantly going through the same scenario over and over and over and you really just need to sit down and you need to is either one person needs to make a change and a lot of people have egos in relationships especially males and they don't want to give you know and somebody needs to be submissive and i have no problems being submissive with my wife at all yeah um, but some know. sometimes it's the understanding too like i'll say this i i was born to um two parents right that obviously who um separated at when i was born very um very early at my birth probably I think even before I was born they separated and so very soon after um like I think three to six months after I was born my mom sent me to Trinidad to live with my grandparents and my biological mother sorry sent me to Trinidad to live with my grandparents and so I was adopted by my grandparents um you know we went through the legal process and they became my parents and at this point, my biological mother and father separated. One lived in the U.S., the other lived in Toronto, and I never grew up with them. I grew up with these older parents, right, who I, I consider, you know, my grandpa, my dad, and my grandmother, my mom. And I saw them, right, as such a 
for me personally, I saw them as such a pillar or an ideal of a relationship. You know, my dad was a breadwinner of the household. My mom was submissive. She would serve him. We would eat together as a family. Everything we did, we did together. It was kind of, I want to use the word euphoric. Yep, yep. Absolutely euphoric, right? And for me, I was like, oh my God, like when I get married, I need to have a husband like my dad. Like he needs to protect me this way and love me this way. And when I, when I eventually came back to Canada and I met my real, my biological mother and I met my biological father, I'm like, oh my God, thank God these two did not stay together. And, and thank God they did not keep me between them because I think that they would have raged and killed each other. Because two yeah, people, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And, I, you know, sometimes, sometimes the best decision that you can make is on behalf of your child. Now, I bet, I bet you at the time, I mean, I wasn't there, like, you know, an adult at that time to understand their position, but I would assume that they made the best decision for me at that time. And to be honest, that was the greatest decision they can make because it really fostered me into this loving person to see what a healthy relationship was. Now, did my dad and my mom have issues? Yeah, maybe. I I didn't see a flaw in him. But I saw her stand by him to the end. He cancer and all, all the way to the end. And I said, you know, even though she may have wanted to leave at any point, she never gave up. And I, I do feel like she never gave up for the sake of her children. It's, yeah. And, and I just think it's such a real, it's such a real thing that families go through because they look at it and they're making decisions for their kids. But sometimes they're not making it for themselves. And if they're living in torment, they're tormenting their children. Yeah, because it, it comes off, right? If you have somebody, like you ever have, like, I mean, in that household, or you've ever been in the household where, let's say, either you're, you're pissed off at your spouse or you're pissed off at somebody in that house. And if they're in the kitchen, that means you're upstairs in your room. If they're yeah. upstairs, that means you're downstairs in the living room. Yeah. You avoid each other so much, and the energy just comes out of you, and that's very, that's a real fucking thing. Energy is so real. Oh yeah, hundred percent. and you just need to believe that. Yeah. And a lot of people they overlook that because of various reasons, you know. Um, a guy would overlook that with a female based on her parents or whatever the case would be, but she's just been giving him bad energy or bad vibes all the time. But he's overlooking it because she's probably a very attractive woman. A, a female might be looking at that for the guy. Um, uh, you know who she's she's looking at this this guy as you know a well-established guy or maybe a guy who fits everything that she's looking for but he's been giving her like you know signals here and there that it just might not he might just not be the best fit for her and they overlook it and then they put themselves in a very sticky situation that happens all the time but a lot of and girls I- stay with guys well a lot of girls women right go back to men even though they're toxic even though they're waste mans they will go back to that guy over and over and over again yeah. only because yeah. they're so comfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the other thing about it too is that you have females who go out with guys and their patient level is just not there. But when you're serial dating or if you're really trying to entertain a serious relationship, then you need to have patience. So as soon as a guy does something, <laughs> they instantly cross them off. Oh, that's like, so funny. That's having... true. That's true. I can see yeah, that being like, why true. Why are you not having the patience just to be like, okay, cool. Well, you know, let me work. Let me... You know, it's like when not saying train a guy, but it's showing him 
uh, or getting to know him vice versa or showing him what you don't like and what you like you know but Kieran do you think I see with, do you sorry. do you think that has to do with a woman's independence too because I think as a woman, right, who's so independent, sometimes it's a method of protecting their independence. And, and if they feel like this person is wasting their time or if this energy is off right away, speaking from me, and I know a lot of women like me who are, you know, successful in their career, ambitious, driven, um, all about energy. And the minute they go on a date or start talking to a guy, and, and I'm saying this from personal experience, if the vibe's off, if he says something off, I'm like, uh, I don't know, I gotta pass on you still. Yeah, but, okay, so let me ask you a question. Would you rather do that? Or would you rather just, be like, okay, cool, so you know what, there's a little thing about having that communication with him and saying, you know, like, I got a weird vibe about you because I, when I was, when we were on a date, you were constantly on your phone, it seemed like another girl was calling you or whatever. What's that about? Yeah. Comparison to writing him and off and doing that same shit with 10 other guys. But then it's up to the woman to decide if she wants to, if, does she truly want to date then? Because if she's shutting down every single guy that comes, then she has to make a decision if it's maybe her, if she has some things that she needs to work through. It's like back in the day, it's not, it's like more modern now, but it's like back in the tradition where somebody tries to arrange a thing, but it's, you know, but in this circumstance, it's like, you know, Let's say it's a long-distance relationship. Yes. You're forced to have conversations because you're not meeting this person in person. You know how they look, and you're not having sex. So the mental attraction that you have with this person is so good that you can't get over that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you'll have a little bit more patience. You'll get to know them better. And then when you meet, oh, it just takes it up a whole nother notch. Oh. I've always had long-distance relationships, and they've been the best relationships in my life. Okay. Until... Yeah. So, Kieran, let me tell you this. So, just to just to go back to what you're saying, yes, about rejecting the 100 guys. But, you know, I will say for, you know, on my defense, I think a lot of guys need to come correct, too. Like, that mental stimulation is so important and it's so key. Yeah. But I don't, maybe just the people I'm running into or maybe a lot of my friends who are very independent and business-focused are... Um, their energy could just be attracting um, men who are attracted to that power or men who are attracted to the way they look and they come at them or sometimes these guys come at them left field or um, you know not what they're expecting but you're so right you have to train the person you have to tell them what you want yeah yeah you need to literally be like and, and, and sometimes it's like you know you ever been into like a scenario where somebody does something around you that's disrespectful but it's not directly to you or it's just something that let, let's say for instance somebody invited you to um, a, a party yeah and you, go, you get to the party and you're standing outside the door because your name is not listed on the on the guest list or whatever right yeah and i that's a conversation i would have with somebody to be like listen you invited me here and i'm standing outside because at some point in time you have to teach somebody or, or you have to teach somebody how to respect you yeah and vice versa in relationships it's yeah. like that shit is just not i'm not using that door scenario as a as, as a yeah, i mean not all of us get on guesses but <laughs> <laughs> no, i'm just saying like as a in a scenario where it's like yeah. you go to pick up you go to go like a guy actually to come you know you actually got to pick you up but yet you're inside for 30 minutes and you have the guy outside or the guy, or you're, or you're there waiting for the guy to rest him, and he shows up a half an hour late, and but, you're like without a phone call or anything. You're like, that's not acceptable. And some people would overlook that, and they'd be like, uh, oh, the, the guy was show. Oh, sorry for running late. And you'd be like, oh, don't worry about it. It's okay. It's all good. No, it's not okay. It's all good. Although it's a very minor thing, 
that you might think it is. You just got to nip that shit in the bud from the beginning and teach that person how to respect you. Look here, and I find there's so many disposable, there's so many options out there. Like you even said it earlier, 11 to 1. So there's so many options out there. I find that the respect level of men sometimes, like, you know, they, you need to show them, even though you can be the most respectable, wholesome woman, um, I think a lot of guys, or even a lot of girls too, they do this, really try to do a quick pass with someone to see what they can get away with off the top. Very true, very true. And do bear in mind that although the ratio is so so drastic, there's, on, there's only a few people that you can connect with that can really mind fuck you in a sense, that can 100%. really have that mental connection with you yeah. that nobody else can. And it, it could be a girl that doesn't look as good as another girl, but the mental connection you have with her just makes it look 10 times better. But that's the difference between a lot of people. But then, <laughs> that's funny you say that because a lot of women are listening to this and they're chasing that mental stimulation and all they're meeting are, de- you know, you know, guys who are just on such a layman, basic level, who are not deep in thought, who are not... So I guess a lot of people are still looking for their soulmate, who, who they want that... Like you said, that mind fuck from first. Yeah, yeah. And then the I, body well, follows. Well, I, I mean, I mean, we really can't, we really can't dictate who we meet. Um, and the process might not might not be a short process, but it might not be a long process either. But at the same time, I think just making things better in your favor will be some of the attributes or some sorry or some of the some of the traits that you would have when you bring in, when you entertain a new relationship. One, yeah. you know, making sure that. You have some patience with the individual if there's anything that's looking kind of weird but it's he's not being disrespectful to you but he just needs a little bit of grooming or vice versa <laughs> have those you know have those conversations and then just you know stick it out with somebody and see where it goes Instead and give them a try right give them a try and you know i yeah, like that word that you use patience because yeah. a lot of people the minute someone pisses them off Oh, they just roll their eyes and they walk away. They're like, uh, I'm not going to talk to you again for two weeks. Correct. 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 <laughs> I'm a little notorious for that one. Sorry. Yeah, see what I mean? <laughs> there we go. <laughs> you, might, you, might, you might want to tell some advice too. I mean, have some patience with it, man. We're in, a, we're in an age where, um, you know, we don't have, you never know when is when. You know what I mean? So, and I think, you know, try to take advantage of the people that you meet and, Every scenario that you meet someone in, you know, it really matters because you can meet somebody, um, you know, in a club and you have a ball with that person without speaking. But then the next day when you meet them at a restaurant or whatever, you have a date with them, it's a whole different person that you met the night Mm -hmm. before. Mm -hmm. So I would Mm -hmm. always tell people, you know, try to make sure and build a relationship. Well, as, as try to build a relationship mentally before they start getting seriously with someone. And that can be phone calls, that can be whatever, until you're comfortable, and then just go into that. I mean, you have, you do a FaceTime or some shit, and then entertain that part of it, because now the person is not coming after you to ask him, when he drops you, can he come inside, or he tries to book an Airbnb, or he tries to get mm-hmm. you intoxicated, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that kind of vibe, you know? And so. giving people a chance is important, too, because I think... Um, you know, I have a lot of guy friends, actually, funny enough, who tell me they, they struggle to meet especially during COVID, they struggle to date, they struggle to meet girls who are wholesome, or, um, you know, they're really scared to go on online dating. And I tell my friends all the time, I mean, me personally, I'm not on those dating sites just because I feel like I have a public, you know, as like a public job, I'm a realtor, but... Have you ever tried any dating sites? To be honest, I have. I tried Tinder one time, and... 
this was like three years ago. I went like it was right after a breakup, and I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna go. I want to feel confident again. Like, let me just see what's on here. And I remember going on, and I was there for like at least seventy two hours, and I was I wasn't into it. No, I swear to you, seventy two hours, like two days, and I just was not. You know, like in my mind, I had an idea of who I kind of wanted to to like be with. Talking about healthy homes, this is what we're talking about, guys. Like we're talking about the message that you're sending to your children. Because as your children are seeing you battle with yourself, you're not being the best version of yourself. So they're literally looking at mom and dad really struggling to be their authentic self and find true happiness. Yeah. And so like it's like a good thing that I, I could probably touch on as well is... <laughs> If you have a supportive spouse or partner that's pushing behind you to get you to where you need to be, there needs to be incentives as to why she's doing that, or you need to give incentives as to why she, why you know that's such an important role for her or mm-hmm. him to play, mm-hmm. and that can be through the form of you know um, supporting her in her ventures that she needs to go into, you know, by building you. You need to devote finances to what she needs to do. You need to devote time to what she needs to do or emotions to what she needs to do. If she's supporting you in those aspects, you might need to just, um, you know, be more attentive to them, you know, spend more family time together, have more conversation with them. Mm-hmm. There's something, there's reasons. If, if she's pushing you to grow, but her pushing you to grow, but is she growing away from them? Mm-hmm. There's no benefit in it for them. No, you're so, so right. Yeah, so a lot of people feel to understand that. And you need to, like, for me and my spouse, like, she's been helping me with my career so much when it comes to taking care of things um, that my my fullest attention is with her in the various business ventures that she's been attempting to try. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just, to, you know, whether it's shared knowledge I'm providing her, whether it is financing a project, whether it is advice, or whatever it may be, uh, she understands that I'm here for her because she's been here for me. And it's not a one-way street, and a lot of guys fail to think that because they're financially providing or taking care of the household, then that's enough. That's not enough, man, you know? That's no, not it's enough not. at all. It's not enough. So. And financial throwing money, providing sex, that's not enough, okay? You can get that from anywhere. and Or you can go out and get a job and make just as much money. The finances and the sex is the byproduct to a healthy like having um, like healthy mind stimulation or having good conversation or being supported. Before we go, before you leave us and in, continue to enjoy lovely DR, tell me, what legacy do you want to leave behind? Well, um, that's a good question. I would, I would love to leave a legacy where um, my name stands for something. So if my son ever uses my name for credentials, it means a lot, you know? Mm-hmm. And that, that, that just matters in whatever field he decides to get into. We don't have that now. We don't have generational royalty anymore. Mm-hmm. Or there's a huge lack of it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, there's only a few families that you hear their names and that that's a huge reference. And yeah. I, would like, I would like to leave that to my son. And my, my well, son. you're doing an amazing job. I can say that. So. If you if you if there's a hundred percent threshold you're trying to meet, I think you're ninety five percent there. So so kudos to you, kudos. And what is your mantra? What is that one saying that has stuck with you your whole life and and you can't uh, you can't shake? Just get it done. <laughs> That's good. Uh, people have to make excuses. 
Yeah. And I was, I like I was that. just, I was just get it done. I like literally. that. That's, that's yeah. literally the best. And what's the one book, the one, that one book that has transformed your life or podcast or, um, you know, what was that one book I would say, or song that has transformed your life? Uh, um, I don't know. I don't. I, I, it's a. It's not a good thing, but I don't read a lot, and I need to. I need to start reading a lot. Um, but if there's anything that's stuck with me, uh, um, it changes all the time. Um, I, I. I honestly don't know. Okay, that's okay. Yeah, that's I just okay. Kind of live. I just kind of live. <laughs> I'm gonna take that part out then. You don't have a song. You don't have like a favorite song that gets now you. Now I do. Now, now there's a song that I listen to on repeat all the time. It's called "High Place" it's by Demi Morgan and Skip Marley. Okay. I love that track. That um, it's a huge motivational track to me. But there's not one song that I listen to all the time. No, there really isn't. Wow. Well. Thank you so much for giving me your time today. And thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in to Rebuilding Healthy Homes. Kiran, where can everyone find you? Uh, you can find me on all social platforms. Um, it's my first and last name, Kiran Khan Productions. Um, or you can simply just go to my website, kirankhan.com. Amazing. Thank you yeah. so much. And thank you, everyone. Thanks so much for having me. I actually love this, this conversation. I I was expecting to be on the phone for like 